Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hey, Ashley here from Team Sirius. Today, Beck and Siri will be talking about the difference between a niggle versus an injury, strengthening your backline, and further discussion of other important triathlon terms. Hope you enjoy it. today. How is everybody? We had some incredible results this weekend. I personally am so proud of my incredible athlete, Lena Miller, who did Challenge Miami. She came in fifth in her age group, 45 to 49. The fastest women's bike split the day. Whoa. Boom. Even above the pros? Uh, well, this was the the next oh, they day. didn't have the pro. Oh, that's so oh, women. That's insane. Averaging 24.8 miles an hour for the oh, whole ride. Um, she did amazing. Lena, I am so proud of you. Amazing progress on the swim. Um, and just an awesome, awesome day after not racing for over a year. So we're all in the same boat with, with not being able to yep. race for over a year. Maybe some people... In Australia, I've raced a little bit more. Um, some challenged Daytona a few months ago. MC had an athlete. Um, yes. It, uh, one of her athletes, one of her new athletes, actually, um, did a 20-minute PR. Boom! Um, Angel Rosario. It's how you say it. Rosario did oh, a 20-minute Angel. PR. And he's coached by MC. Did amazing. So that was just, that was super. I think that was Miami, too. So that oh, was congratulations. Super, super yes, both of them were there together, and I think they know each other, too. So... <laughs> Um, that's amazing. We're so proud of you guys. And really the goal coming off of being for a year of not racing is to just go out there and you know, celebrate the fact that you're back on the start line again. Celebrate the fact that you've gained your butt off. You've done everything right to stay healthy, to get stronger, to get faster, to get fitter. And just, it's information, right? Yeah. You go and do the race, you get exactly. information on, on where you're at what you need to work harder on, what you are have really nailed. Um, but Lena, as your coach, I can say you nailed it all. And I'm nailed so incredibly it. proud of you. Where did that come from? Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It sounds like an Aussie thing. We've got a lot of colloquialisms or slang. Like post your favorite slang or colloquialisms up on chat. We're so excited to have you guys. There's a few people still coming on. So if you've got questions, you guys, write them up. We did have a question about... A, a possible labral tear and Siri's dealt with that with her athletes before um, I've heard of quite a few athletes having it I think doing um, I guess exercises before it men um, so one of the questions here from Jamie who has an amazing coach in Becky Allen so I'm sure Becky has done an amazing job with getting her set um, and doing what she can and can't do but she's possibly got a labral tear so she's asked Erin for any strength exercises there in Carson but I um I don't know about doing strength work until it's fully healed so I would recommend that what I agree running? one million percent I mean it's just take care of it now do all the right things you can swim probably with a pull buoy um you can water run but do everything right guys in a situation like this give your body what it needs to heal because if you try and do too much, you're going to extend the length of this injury. 
and you're going to make it that much harder on yourself to come back. So yes, I know it's hard. And Jamie, I'm so sorry. Like that just, that stinks that you have a labral tear. But if you take care of it now, if you do all the right things, you will be back so much quicker. The thing is, control the things that you can control. Eat real healthy. Mm -hmm. Take great care of your body. Do some meditation. Work on other aspects. You know, your, your core, core strength, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Work on the things that you can do that won't slow your healing. And those things will then help you back a lot quicker and a lot stronger so right. but take care of that injury don't do anything silly i think um if you're with surgery if it's a surgery thing um that's going to be several months if it's a strain um that it's going to be less and depending on the grade of the tear really doesn't matter too much on the grade one two or three or two or three you're going to have the same recovery but usually it'll be at least a couple uh, months. so i remember having three or four months off complete running but i was able to walk and as we've always advocated for, like water running is so good and um, your heart and lungs don't know what workout you're doing to stay fit. So I do what you can under the pain. You probably can't ride if it's a tear, I'm not sure. You could definitely swim and water run and maybe it's a time, like maybe the swim's your weakness. Maybe it's a in disguise for a swim block. Yeah. Um, you probably can't even do a kick, but and without pushing hard off the wall should be okay, I would say. Yeah. Even after the surgery, you should be okay after a few days once the doctor gives you the all clear to swim. I agree. Blessing in disguise, you guys. I remember I got injured when I really needed to work on my swim. I wanted to go from being top 10 to winning races. And one thing holding me back was my swim. And yeah. then I got an injury that kept me from biking. It kept me from running. So what did I have left? I gave all my time and all my focus and all my energy to swimming, to core work, to everything that I could do, mental training, um, taking care of my diet and, and taking great care of myself. And that led me when I did get back to biking and running to then being a much more complete athlete because I put in that time on the swim. So do what you can look upon it as there's a gift in this. It's a blessing in disguise. And if you look at it that way, you're going to have a lot more positive energy to bring into whatever it is you're able to do. Yeah, and I think for good, and I don't think it's a bad time, especially with the not a lot of races going on, you're not going to be able to race. Like I would, we're not huge advocates of doing a ton of gym work. There is no reason why now wouldn't be a great time to do upper body work, to do like strengthening your chest, shoulders, triceps, lats, traps, rhomboids, core, um, all of that, even your little mobility stuff you can probably still do. Um, strengthening the upper body, doing doing even a workout in the gym a couple of times a week if you're getting bored and you want some variety. We're totally not against that. I actually think it's a good thing, especially when we're when we're uh, swimming and riding. We're literally bent over the entire time. We're forcing our shoulders forward. You see, like posture um, in our older age is an issue anyway. So I think doing stuff, especially to strengthen your back line, which would be lap pull down, um, reverse flies, seated row. Anything where you're getting shoulders back and down is always good. Like always make sure when you do a gym program that you balance it up there. Because it's good to do obviously push-ups and body weight stuff, but you always want to be balancing it with strengthening that back line to keep your shoulders back and down. And that's something Siri and I really worked on as well as doing our osteo strong. And you'll see Siri's body now is beautiful. Always was, but it's still really oh, good. Oh, it so. wasn't always good. No, it wasn't. I was a slumper for sure. What do you think helped that then? Um, Really just being present aware with it, it too, being yeah. aware of it, being intentional, you know, of, of knowing that because I, you know, ridden my bike so much for so long that I had a tendency to come forward being at our computers. We have a tendency to come forward. So being aware, and I was thinking, I want to have a healthy back 
when I'm 70. Yeah. I want to not look like, you know, one of those people that's sober with, with, you know, a hunchback. So I just became very aware. And then, you know, I had my mom as my accountability partner. Oh, she'd be the walking. Posture. We'd be walking and I'd say, look, if you see me slump, tell me. You do this no, for she me. She just prods you up the bum when she sees you do that. <laughs> she's, no, she's got the best but, posture. So she has a six pack. I think the core strength core is really yeah, good too. Doing core strength is super important. To you. Yeah. So we have some questions here. Janet Dixon, and we can both answer this. I'll let Siri go first. Thank you to Miss Janet Dixon. We just love you. Um, she noticed while she was walking her dog, which this is so weird when things flare up during the the things that you shouldn't really, it shouldn't flow with there's something being hidden there for a little while. Her Achilles flared up in her dog. She was foam rolling. She found a little bubble in her calf. Are there any tips rolling out this bubble? I would say it's probably like we would call that a muscle knot. I'm hoping that's what it is, unless it's some sort of a growth. But it's hopefully you're talking about more of a muscle knot. So let us know, Janet, because that could be two pieces of advice. But I have also, Janet, I've had those little bubbles she before. Actually, I yeah. actually have. If it is a bubble, but if it feels like a muscle knot, let us know. So I knew exactly what you were talking okay. about when you said I still to this day don't know what that you was. Something. And you had a varicose vein after you told me. Oh yeah, that was that was up here in okay. my in my quad. But I, it's like feels like this thing that when you touch it, it, kind of moves around a little bit. I don't know if that's what you have, but I'd say yeah, light foam rolling is fine. Achilles pain typically comes from tight calves. Tight okay? tight gastrox. That's right, and that leads to plantar fasciitis and sore Ooh. Achilles. So really, for everybody, even if you don't have uh, sore calves or sore Achilles. Roll out your calves every single day mm -hmm. and you will prevent injury. Mm -hmm. So just keep doing that. I stay super, super hydrated as well and um, give it some time. But rubbing some Arnica cream in there is also always a great thing. Yeah, a um, lot of heat, compression socks are great. I would say if it's hurting, if you feel it walking, your Achilles feels it's walk. We always say that rule where stay under the pain. So you would have like at least three to four days off running if it's below a three out of 10, if it's getting up to a five or six, you want to have at least seven to 10 days off. So you just got to really listen to your body. Don't go out there and try and do intensity or efforts. Or very, very light shuffle running would be yeah. the most. I would actually probably back off and take a few days off and just yes. see if that helps significantly. Um, and if after seven to 10 days with no like intensity and no running, it's still there again, just probably when you need to start thinking about booking in with a physiotherapist. Yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. But take at least one to three days off now if you have that pain. I'd say um, three to four because I get so many Achilles injuries. Like, or you still Okay. Yeah. <laughs> take those days off. And yeah. when you do start up, stay away from high speed, stay away from For hills. Um, just until there's no pain yes. and you'll be great. So here's, um, Annie Lee. Yay. So yeah. thrilled She's to have yay. you in the team. It's great to have you here. Thank you for the questions and beginner, like very beginner. We have a lot of very beginners here. So we no question is silly. Every question is super valid. Um, cycling, what are one leg drills? So one leg drills, we want to make sure when we're pedaling that we are using equal strength from both legs, okay? You also wanna know that you are getting power all around the pedal strokes, that you're not pushing down on the pedal and then using momentum to come back up again. You wanna really focus on getting power around every part of that pedal stroke, pushing down um, and then pulling back up on the way back up. You're gonna get much more power, you're gonna have a greater rhythm and you're gonna build up a lot more strength. So one leg drills, you'll put one leg 
off the pedal if you have clip-in shoes. Um, I doubt you do, but maybe you do. If you have clip-in shoes, clip one foot out and put it on the back of your trainer or just lay it out to the side, out from your pedal. And pedal with just one leg, with no resistance, okay? And definitely on a flat road. Pedal with just one leg. And see where you get caught up on the pedal stroke. Do you kind of pause at the bottom of the stroke or is it fluid? Can you spin round without any pauses? Yeah, because yeah, you can sometimes you can hear it clunking. It's really hard to not make it clunk. So when there's a dead spot, you'll hear it clunk. Like your ball will almost have a dead spot in it. You'll feel it and hear it. And that's like Siri said, what you don't want. But Siri, tell them about the big toe because I really feel that like that works well as engaging the glute, but it works to stop that clunking. And then another thing, think about scraping. Sounds funny, but scraping the bottom of your pedal stroke, like scraping dog poop off your shoe, like I always think of that. It, that's a great, so for the drills that you can do, when you're pushing down the pedal, first of all, to, to activate your glutes, you want to feel your power coming through your big toe. When you feel your power coming through your big toe, that activates our glutes. Our glutes are our biggest cycling muscle. You want to make sure that they're activated when you're riding. And that stops your knee falling in too, because <laughs> when that's activated, it activates your VMR as well. So. Right. So as you push down, you're going to be kind of moving your foot towards the front of your shoe. And then on the bottom part of the stroke, you're going to want to feel your heel pushing up against the back of your shoe. And as you pull up the pedal, you want to feel your foot pushing up against the top of the shoe. This way, you'll know that you're putting pressure the whole way into down. the pedals the whole way around. Okay, so, she's asking about hard effort. This is good because, you know, sometimes we need to go back to our beginner mindset because we just assume that everybody knows our terminology. So thank you so much for bringing this to our attention, Annie. It's so important for everybody to understand what we're saying. So strong in the bars, Siri, and hard versus effort versus spinning. Okay, so Annie, I doubt that maybe you do have aero bars. Um, I know you're using a spin bike at the gym. Some of them have bars that you can get aerodynamic in uh, not that you need it on a stationary bike but they have bars that you can kind of just um, lean. lean into but she could lean to practice yeah. leaning forward in that position so you want to practice lean into those bars okay so you're you're gonna uh, lengthen your body to reach forward a bit more um when you do a triathlon race um you will have what we call aero bars which are attachments on your bike and it allows you to lean forward um, and get in a lower, more aero position, which allows you to faster. Not everyone uses them. You don't have to. But basically, that's what I'm referring to is it's a strong effort, one where you're not just spinning easy, but you're getting your heart rate up. And it's a nice, solid effort. It's about on a scale of 1 to 10, like a 6 or 7 out of 10. Um, hard effort is like... A 9 out of 10. A 9 out of 10. Or a 10 out of 10 would be all out. A hard effort's like 9 out of 10. And spin means no pressure, really. Just like, like really super easy, very little resistance, just spinning your legs out. Your heart rate stays low. Um, so those are the differences there. I hope that helps. I'll do Annie. this one, babe. So swim versus uh, drill versus pull. So we actually did a video. There's a video of Siri coaching in the snow, which is on our page. You have to scroll down a little bit. Favorite like drill for people who have just started to swim even. You used to um have Brett used to tape um I don't know if he did that with you, but he used no, to I literally did. tape oh. chopping boards, the size of chopping boards, plastic white ones, on our tape them, strap them around your wrist. So the whole chopping board went from the end of your wrist 
all the way down to your elbow. Now, the better version of these are called Eni Shark Bites, S-H-A-R-K-B-I-T-E-S. Eni Jones is a, a world champion of a swimmer, and she has shark bites so that when you drop your elbow, it kind of pinches your skin, but they're exactly the same, but they're designed so you can hold it over the top. Now, the drill that we showed this week was, which became really quite viral, was Siri coaching in our winter camp with when you have your stroke master paddles on, I could go grab them, but you hold it over the top of the paddle. Don't actually put your finger through the paddle. Never have the bottom strap either. As we said, you, it'll flip up, which will stop you from getting your wrist, um, keeping, it'll make you keep your hand in the water um, and your wrist up and your elbow up. But the idea is to hold the paddle over the top and then hold it so it's almost in one, like one piece. But you're not gripping it. Your, just the I can, I'll go grab them so I can show them what I mean. But um, that's our favorite drill, but drill versus swim versus pull. So drill just means, um, think of a drill. So our would be head up sighting practice and we'd have to show you a video to explain if you're new to it. It would be the paddle drill. It would even be band only. It would be um, it's working on your breathing technique. bilaterally. Yeah, stuff like that. We don't recommend other strokes. We like you to focus on um, freestyle. But then, um, and pull would just mean paddles pull boy or pull boy band or band only because you're doing strength and you're not really kicking. It's more of a strength type. What else, Sarah? I'm trying to say. So I would say to make this super simple, drill is when you're working on your swim technique. You're doing something to where you're fully focused on doing it properly and just focusing on your technique. You're not focusing on going fast or hard or on a certain time. So just focusing on your technique. Um, strength is using things like a band, like paddles or a pull buoy, um, pull buoy and paddles that is going to build up your strength. Okay. And this is super important because if you want to improve your swim and get faster and be able to swim longer distances, you've got to build up your strength doing that exact motion. So and that's, that's a good one because Mel Mitchell does some unbelievable drills. Like she shows like deep water starts, training water. She even talks about the hatch position. So please follow like our coach here who's on here right now. For anything swimming, I don't recommend anybody better than her because she was Mel the Mitchell. fastest swimmer in the sport by a long, 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 long way. So if you want swim tips and to see perfect swim stroke, and I'm talking perfect, look at Mel Mitchell and follow her on social because she does have some amazing ones. And Mel, maybe you can share a couple after this for some of our, our newbies here. So Benny, there's lots of videos. If you go through our feeds, we are follow always, us on Instagram. Or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we yep. have, just look up, or our YouTube channel, yep. look up swim drills, look up swim technique, and really, like, you are a student of the sport, and I remember when I first started, and I didn't know how to swim. I read everything I could about swimming. I bought swim training books. I watched videos. I did everything that I could. We've posted a lot so lately, much. too, on the breathing, like just practicing on yeah. the side of the pool, putting your head down, and then breathing out as you're exhaling with your head down, rolling your breath, rolling your head to the side to breathe. Like, that's the most important thing to get your breathing right first. So you breathe out when your head's down, exhaling, and then you turn to the side to breathe in. You never do out and in on when your head's turned. So that's, I think, getting your breathing done um, first. So we do have a really good video on breathing as well. And just breathing on the side of the pool, then adding the arms. Um, I've got so many posts on that if you look through my Instagram feed too. So look at yeah. mine, look at Mel's. Um, look, look at, at YouTube. Yeah. For all of you guys. Well, I, I would mean, say there's so not much look at every YouTube oh. because some of the swimmers encourage that high elbow. Oh, no, our YouTube okay. channel. Okay, because you don't want to be doing the high elbow. Ignore yeah. any of that. You want straight arm, open arm recovery. Yeah, no, watch our videos because <laughs> we have a specific philosophy, Annie. Mm -hmm. 
our philosophy, let's tell our philosophy real quick. Well, my philosophy is that if you have not been swimming since you are two years old, that the (laughs) best way to become a great swimmer is to have a higher stroke rate with a real powerful catch, a real powerful finish, but a higher stroke rate. But if you were here in person, I would take one look at you and say, okay, this, you want to be like, and an open arm recovery, not that high elbow recovery as well. But well, it depends water, on the person though, because well, flexibility. Don't have that flexibility. Well, then they go to the side and around, like, like. But you don't ever do this with a high elbow. We just don't recommend that. So be wary of watching other swim videos because they often are training people to do this this perfect stroke, and some people's bodies just don't work that way. You don't have the flexibility. Your body doesn't move that way. So really you will find your most powerful stroke. But I will tell you, pretty. Yeah, like man, me and Tim O'Donnell, we did not look pretty, no. but we got there. Yeah, you were amazing. Um, so you want to find out your most powerful swim stroke, but I will tell you to be successful in triathlon swims in open water, having a higher stroke rate is definitely the way to go. So try to stay focused on our videos and our content because it's our philosophy that came from me not knowing how to swim right. at 23 and years old. that's really important when you're a non-swimmer. And, yeah. and becoming one of the best in triathlon, um, just learning from that age. So it's totally possible, believe in you, but follow this because this is what will get because you Because the pool swimmers, like someone like Mel, like she has that feel and she's had that feel for the water at a very young age, probably two years old. And it is really hard to get that as an adult. Yeah. Like it's either there or it's not. And it's, you can get it, but you, you even heard like it, Michael Phelps that he gets his ass kicked in open water because he has that beautiful recovery. He gets smacked in the waves and he has a long, slow stroke and he was getting smashed by our Aussie surf lifesaver boys just because his throat doesn't work in the chop. So that's another, like, I think we've probably given enough detail on that. But let's go to Kerry's question. Um, this is a great one. This is a really long one. We get this all the time, Kerry. Thank you. Um, when do you come out of the saddle when you're on the bike, obviously, cycling? I.e., when do you come out of the saddle? Climbing long, hard hills. Should you stay seated as long as possible? So, Kerry, my philosophy is... Cadence, cadence, cadence. In training... <laughs> I tell, like, I will have my athletes, they'll be climbing a big hill and they'll have to, like, traverse side to side in oh, order in to training. stay up. Got it, got in it, training. It. I do not want them getting out of the saddle. We want to build up strength in the position that you're racing in. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's that's where you need to build up strength, in that position, so that you can hold that position and ride your best, you know, whatever it is, 20K, 40K, 90K. That being said... Um, so in training, you want to stay in the seat and build Stay the in the seat, build strength, mm-hmm. always. Unless you're doing a flat-out time trial, then you've got to keep the cadence. You want to focus on the cadence. But you're talking about getting strength in the legs. Right? Yeah. And But we talked a few weeks ago about how to do the perfect time trial. And my belief is that you have your most powerful cadence, that when you're riding at this cadence, you are – pushing the most watts, even though we're not looking at that, you're strongest and you're riding your fastest. So the best way to time trial on some rolling course is to, no matter what, adjust your gearing so that you're sticking to that most powerful cadence, say it's 80. Okay. So, Kerry, if you haven't got a cadence meter, just go and buy one. That's what you need. That's the only thing you need. You don't need a power meter, but you need a cadence meter. So say your most powerful cadence is 80, 
then no matter what train you hit, if your cadence drops well, to if 70. If it's like an 8% climb, you're not going right. to fall. Yeah. Sorry. But if we're on rolling hills right. and your cadence drops to 70, you know that you need to ease up on the resistance and you get your cadence back to 80. And then if it goes up to 90, you know that you need to add a gear mm -hmm. so that you get it back down to 80. That's the most powerful way to time trial. Now, I know that's straying away from your question about staying seated or getting out of the saddle. In that scenario where you're just trying to keep your cadence, there might be a moment where you're going up a rolling hill where, you know, you put it in an easier gear and you get out of the saddle to get it back to that cadence mm -hmm. or, or to yeah. whatever, whatever the situation push is. Push up and over a hill. If it's like a short, sharp hill, sometimes it's quicker instead of just grinding, just a quick click, click, and just get out of the seat, five or six quick pedals, and then back down. And yeah. sometimes as well, you're going to want to take breaks where you come out of the saddle, yeah. whether to stretch out your legs, stretch out your back. So that's the time where I would say get out of the saddle, but I tell my athletes, like, you want to get out of the saddle as little as possible, um, especially in training because you're building up strength in that position. But if you are going to get out of the saddle, it's mostly just to give yourself, give your body a little bit of a break of having to be in that position. Yeah, and you also want to be in your time trial bars, especially if you're 70.3 or Ironman, you really want to have time trial bars just quicker and more comfortable when you get the right setup. So you want to be doing as much as you can of the strength work, of the climbing, in your TT bars. Like you'll see Chrissy Wellington riding like up the top of the turnaround in Hawaii, up Harvey, in her time trial bars, because that's where she trained and she was strongest in. So you want to try and stay in the TD bars as much as you can. Um, okay, we have a question from Laura Green. I had foot surgery, so very, oh, sorry. We're, look at this. Right now, outside our door, Raul is, he's moving the snow off the road, so excuse the tractor noise. <laughs> I don't think they can hear it, actually. Okay, yeah. well, they can hear the dog barking. Yeah, they can roll, so. Yeah. Gracie's barking. Um, she had foot surgery. She's asking if she can, can't clip in and out. Um, and welcome, Laura Green. I think we just had you rejoin or something with your membership. But I, I don't know if you're new or you've been here for a while. New forever. So we're excited to have you on. Um, can Iron Man be done on flat pedals? I don't know what flat pedals means. I think she means maybe um, not using clicking yeah. shoes. But you know what? I could never clip out. I was stuck. Like my cleats used to get stuck all the time. It doesn't matter because you can pull. If, if you see something where you have to click out, I used to look down, quick, not down, I'll be looking up, but quickly pull the Velcro and get my foot out of the shoe ready to go. Like I would never like opt for not having clicking shoes in an Ironman because you're going to lose yeah. so much power. I would just keep them clicked in and just take your foot in and out. Just and practice. Practice. It's practice, just it. practice it on the trainer. Mm. Have your shoes on the trainer, practice looking up. I actually just did a video on that actually of how to get in and out of your shoes when they're already clicked in. You always want to have your shoes clicked on you guys and you guys that say, oh no, it's too scary just practice it because if you've got them clicked on on the trainer or every time you get in and off your bike they're clicked in you're going to get used to it it is so much faster than trying to run in damn bikes in transition it's just way quicker but my my key tip would be look up don't look down at your shoe like do it all by feel like just feel your foot pedal 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 one foot in pedal 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 then do one foot with the velcro other foot with the velcro mel had a video on this too him on the trainer have your seat, um, your pedals positioned in transition, like it's really important. Shoe doesn't click off when you start to run with your bike with your shoes on. You use little elastics that you tie around. There's all little tip elastics that you tie on around your um, shoes so they snap off and your shoes doesn't flip. Because your shoe spins when you run with your bike sometimes if it's clicked in. But and that's great, you guys. And just like anything, it takes getting used to. You have to train it. 
like at first, like learning to swim, it's going to feel weird. It's going to be hard. You're going to hate it. But if you just quit because it's hard and you don't do it, that's not getting you where you want to go. You got to expect that it's going to be hard in the beginning. It's going to be uncomfortable in the beginning, but the more you condition it, the more you do it, the more you practice it, it's going to get easier. And then for you with clicking in and clicking out, you won't even be thinking about it anymore. Okay. So that now you've met all the family. We have the Shih Tzu's barking. We have our little, I don't even know what she is. What's Gracie? We she's know. like a something. She's, yeah, a, bit she's a something. She's a bit of everything. But, um, we have four foot of snow. So the barking is our driveway being plowed by our amazing um, rancher hand here. So he's out there plowing. Um, okay, Ash wants to talk about, I think this is important because my guys um, who are getting their swims in, by the time they get into the pool, get changed, get in the water, they have about 45, 50 minutes. And most of them are only getting in, like some can squeeze in 3K sets, but most can only get in about two, two kilometers. So... What's your tips, Siri? I just say do the main set, but they need a little warm-up. Like, what are your key sessions and key tips for those that can only get, like, probably up two kilometers in or 45 minutes? It's not a lot of time. I think the most powerful set of all is a set of 25 um, for people that are working on their stroke, their technique, their efficiency, their speed, their strength. This is a set, basically we do 20 to 40 to 60 to 80 to 100 even, 25s where you go three, the first three are wicked fast, as fast as you can possibly go. The fourth one is easy and you do it on the same interval for all of them. Now, this is speed work. It could be strength work. If you put animals on, it becomes strength work. And it's technique work because you want, you get to hold your best possible technique uh, and go as fast as you can. Then you get to stop, reset, do it again. So if your time, say, say Beck was doing 4025s and she did, you know, we should do a hundred. Yeah. On 14 seconds, 14 seconds, and then 16 seconds. She'll be like, Oh, what did I do on that third one that made me go slower? So she'll be able to restart, reset, and do it again with the proper technique and get it back to doing 14, 14, 14. Um, So that's a set that if you have very little time, I mean, I would always do a set of say 20, 25s, three fast, one easy, all on 30 seconds or whatever it is. And then follow that up because it makes you feel so good. Something like five one hundreds on fifteen just seconds swim. rest, and just swim, and you will be amazed at how good you feel. And that's and I, a thousand meters. I I would recommend. I I think I missed it, but would you recommend? I would always say start with band if you can. If you're not really used to band, start with pool boy band just to get your stroke rate up. And do like the first ten or twenty. If you're doing like forty, do at least ten with that, or twenty with that, and the last twenty swim. If you can get sixty of them, you could do like. Bend only, and then swim, and then pass the last set. But I think swimming is better because you try, or do half and half, 10 band only, 10 swim. And it kind of depends on the person, it does. really. I mean, if somebody needs something, I'd say you do 100 band only. But some people can't, yeah, they're not going to get that spin, so it kind of changes the session a bit, makes it more mm. of a strength session. But, right. but also, you guys, some of you can't make a 30-second cycle, so don't worry, just take 15 seconds. Yeah, 15 right? seconds. So exactly. any more questions, you guys? Electrolytes, yes, you definitely need. Remember, water doesn't replace um, your electrolytes. A lot of us, you know, are still sweating um, when we're working out. So we always have, like, obviously F2C have, has an amazing hydro. I think it's called Hydro. Oh, my God, I always forget the names. But F2C just did an incredible talk last week on our other group. And 
it is unbelievable, you guys. They have like a, as you know, a vegan uh, protein, a whey protein. It's all uh, grass-fed, organic, and the pea protein. They have a BCAA coming out that is going to be based on. Um, it is uh, beetroot based on beetroot. Was that right for the BCAA? I'm pretty so. sure that's what he said, which is crazy because we heard that they make them out of horse hair. God knows where they mm. get that from. That's yeah, terrifying. I don't horse hair and, and rabbit fur and, and and what is it? Feathers or something. But these are made like. These guys are at top of the like high performance, cutting edge like uh, products. Like we're so proud of them, and they have they lost ninety five percent of their sales during COVID. They told us so. Anyway, you guys, please support them if you can because it's such an incredible company. They're bringing out BCAAs, the best on the market. As I said, they've got vegan, and they've got um, non-vegan um, protein powders, hydro. Becky will know. Becky's sponsored by F2C. Whack up there, Becky, what the electrolytes called. I always stuff this up. But they have everything. F2C greens also, you guys, is alkalizing. We talk about lemon water all the time, taking that. But apparently that only alkalizes for an hour or two. The F2C greens, you don't need any other greens. Um, it's all your – I think it's like 24 fruits and vegetable servings in one. And it's so important, especially for Serie 9, everyone's alkalized because you go acidic and, as you know, disease happens when your body's acidic. Cancer can't live in an alkaline environment. Lots of chronic disease um, is caused by having an acidic environment. So we want to alkalize, but these F2C green alkalizers, after three or four days, it's alkalizing your body the entire time. Like you're never in an acidic state. That's just mm -hmm. unbelievable. Like everybody should be taking that yeah. stuff. Like it's amazing. Everybody should be so taking important it. for Serie 9. Yeah. Serie's onto it now. She has her greens yeah. and her... Celery juice and absolutely yeah. so important, you guys. I want to answer Brian's question. Brian asked after 12 months of not doing any swimming, what is enough or what is not enough? And Brian, anything's enough. It's getting in the pool. Is that Brian Oberkin? Yeah. So especially like after having a full year out of the pool, what we really want to get back initially is that feel for the water. So, I mean, frequency is more important than actually just going once or twice and doing a big swim. So 500, yes, absolutely that's enough. Get in, feel the water, do some drills, do some fast 25s, even if you feel totally slow and out of shape, throw them in there anyway. But any amount of time in the pool is good for you. It's a frequency we're looking for. So let's try and get you in there like four or five times a week for 500 meters. Fantastic. That'll do do great things for you, and then we build up from there. Hydrodurance. Hydrodurance is the name of the F2C electrolyte. Thank you, Becky. Um, this is an awesome question. This is probably our last one. I can't say any more. So your favorite race, what was the first race you signed up for, and what's your favorite race? Can you remember? I know the first one because you came last. <laughs> yeah, the like first race I did was in Evergreen, Colorado. I can't remember the name of the race, but I can tell you this, Annie, that that bike ride, I felt like I was climbing the Swiss Alps. And I went back like 10 years later to the same race, the same course. It was dead flat. But that's how, how bad, like... I had rented you also like ran the whole run with your helmet on. Yeah, and I rented like a hundred pound mountain bike, and I think that and made it feel She ran the 5K hilly. like a hockey, like a hockey tournament, like yeah, of sprinting she, until stopping, I had sprinting, to, stopping. Yeah, it, so but yeah, but so now, don't do your first one at altitude. Yeah, okay, because I did my not, first one at altitude. Although the rest will be easy. I would choose a sprint race. Wait, what um, you gonna say? What your favorite race is now? Oh, my favorite race. I know it was probably the one you won, right? We won lots of them. Oh, I love so like many races. Favorite like destination race. I love racing in 
Switzerland. Lausanne, Switzerland. Lausanne. That's Amazing. My, my silver medal. I think Mel Mitchell raced there with me. Um, yeah. Lausanne. Edmonton, Canada. Sorry. Okay, yeah, but that's my favorite. Yeah. I love um, Roth, um, Germany. The German pronounce it Roth, but or Dominic, he will know that I stuffed that up as well. Dom's on here from Germany. But you guys, if you're going to go do Roth in Germany, you have the best chaperone in the freaking world. Dom is our like ambassador for Team Sirius over there. So get in early next year because Dom, I stayed at his place several times. He's the best freaking homestead. He takes the us down. Best. The swim starts like five minutes away. He takes us down to the swim start because it's a different separate area to transition to the bike run. And he'll take over the whole course. It's the most unbelievable bike course. It's fast. It has unbelievable spectators. So that is like, I'm sorry. I know it should be Hawaii Ironman, but my best memories were in Roth. Like in some of my Aussie races, like in like Huskinson and Port Macquarie and Busselton, but Cairns destination, Ironman Cairns or 70.3 Cairns, they say it Cairns, but it's Cairns, C-A-I-R-N-S in Australia. Like Cairns is like my favorite destination race in the world because Port Douglas, uh, it's got the Great Barrier Reef, for sure that and probably Roth. Annie, tell us, where are you from? Yeah. I don't think I know this. So... Because what you'll want to do, like if you were from New York, there's a great uh, race in New York in Central Park every year. Mm -hmm. If you're from California, there's the Malibu uh, Tri every September, I think it is. That's mm -hmm. amazing. But or I would you can say, start with the Aquathon. Yeah. Um, but start with the sprint because she's sprint just starting. Start, yeah. start like with the sprint. 312 and yeah. three. Or and that's what mine was. Mine was a sprint. Um, but yeah, have a look around, look up sprint triathlon in my area, find one that's Type like... in where you live because I'm sure we have people in the club. Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see where she lives. Let's see if she lives. San Fran! Oh, oh, yes, oh, 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 that's a hard one. Jump okay. off that boat. Annie, okay. your okay. ultimate goal yeah, eventually here. needs to be the Alcatraz, Alcatraz triathlon. Look yes. it up. Okay, oh, maybe no. not your first race. No. No. But Alcatraz Triathlon Maybe. has to be on your bucket list. I think that's what you're like, like training for. Yep. And maybe do a sprint race first, a couple sprint races, and polish it off with Alcatraz. Who agrees, guys? Put some. I have a friend Kite that lives in San Fran. He's amazing. He's a triathlete. He coaches there too. So I might set you up with him. But I'm sure we have some San Francisco peeps here. Yeah. That's a great place to live for yeah. the sport. Boom. So Alcatraz triathletes. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Is that a jail? Yeah, <laughs> it is. My dad thought it was so funny that when we did the like trip the boat to Alcatraz, they said, "Do you want a one way or a return?" He's like, oh, "That was funny though." So funny, yeah. But so Annie, what they do, they take you out on a boat. Yeah, there's sharks. Out to Alcatraz Island, and you the swim is from Alcatraz Island to the San Francisco shore. Yeah. So it's crazy, but it's Isn't unbelievable. It, what's the distance of Alcatraz? Isn't it like one thirty and eight? No, it's like twelve. It's a different distance. It's like an eighteen-mile bike and Tell like us, a ten-mile. Yeah. Run. What's the distance there? Because if anybody knows of any shorter ones that we can have her sign up for, Annie Lee, um, and if anyone's doing any in the San Fran Bay area or San Fran area in the next six to twelve months, let her know and um, support her there. I'm sure there's some people. Annie, this yeah. has to be your bucket list. I mean, yeah. can you imagine you tell people you jumped off a boat at Alcatraz <laughs> Island and you had to swim back to shore Don't in San swim Francisco. the wrong way. Yeah. Like it's truly it's epic. Okay. If if anybody on here has no, Mitchell's done it. You know what you guys should she do? Party in there a couple of years. Those ago. of you that aren't from California, 
I'll Seriously, do it. You should all get together and say, hey, we're all going to do Alcatraz this year or next year. Yeah. Choose to do it, and you can all kind of get on the bandwagon of training for that race specifically. It's, it's totally freaking awesome. It. It's yeah, awesome. Amazing. Yeah. We're going to get one. We're getting one to high five him. I know Ash is on, and her, her and her wife run high five him, and we are definitely getting an event on here. I don't care if we have to run with the horses or literally, literally run with the horses, but we're going to get a swim run or a run or a triathlon. We're getting something for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. One more question, guys. I don't see any more. Oh, can you, what is it? Yeah, say? no, there were a few up here, Beck. So um, one more question, guys. Let's see. I've been looking. I don't think we have any more of those. Um, sorry, guys. Hold on one sec. People were talking about solvents in the BCAAs, which is just awful. But thank God, FPC don't have any of those. Um, I think I think we got them all. I think we did rule. Yeah, I think, I think you, you can did. sign up. For, I don't know if you can sign up for Alcatraz yet. There's not a lot of races open, but yeah, you guys, um, you're amazing. Um, oh, I wanted to announce that King Cafe, you guys, it's already the website link. I can post it real quick. Um, it's already got the 15% off. Someone was asking me. So the link that we give you, anyone can really use it that's in the club, but we get 15% off. And it's amazing kit, you guys. It's so beautiful. Siri and I just did a little order, and we can post some pictures. But the sizes do run. Um, I was trying to think. We had to order. They run size. Like, we're, we were small and extra small in the legs. And, like, I have, I think, 19 was my thigh measurement, and that was, like, almost on an extra small. So with the sizing, it definitely runs the size, but do use the size chart. Like, Measure, take, use a tape measure and use a size charts because I've got the medium top and I think it's small and you've got extra small pants. So you've just got to make sure you get the right size. So I don't know if they do replacement. Well, they probably replace it if you don't wear it. But yeah. yeah. But it's great stuff, you guys. And there's nothing better than being out there on the race course and seeing other teammates that are on teams or this yeah. tri club, being able to cheer each other on. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard for us to recognize you guys when you're racing and we want to be able to know who's on the team. We want to be able to see that you're out there and cheer you on. So um, give yourself the gift of some kit. I think you're going to love it. Uh, we're really proud of what we've created. Yep. And they got everything. Yeah. They got arm warmers, jackets, vests, one piece, two piece, cycling, long sleeve, um, long sleeve jackets. It's just, yeah. Really yeah. Cool. cool. So everybody listen, have an amazing week. Um, whether you are stuck in three feet of snow like yeah. we are or you're in sunny California, um, make it amazing. Um, treat yourself kindly. Love yourself. Push hard. Dig deep. Believe in you. And let's have an awesome week. Woohoo! Love you guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining the Beck and Siri Show. If you'd like to join these live chats in real time, please visit TeamSeriousTriClub.com. Thanks so much.